Welcome to City Shrinks, a zero filter podcast bringing the conversation about mental health into the 21st century. We are your hosts, Gina and Athena, two New York City therapists with over 30 years of experience. For today, we put down the notebook and pick up a mic and give you full access to real talk with real professionals. This is not your typical mental health podcast. Here, the goal is to keep it 100% real with you. We are City Shrinks. In this episode, we're talking about anxiety. Perfect timing for my what I just said. Yeah. And you cannot talk about anxiety unless you talk about depression. But to talk about depression, we gotta really two part episode. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, because yes. that's really what's what's going on. Uh, is the is the depression? You know, anxiety is easy. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't think don't understand that. You know, but or therapists don't get it. Sometimes they have anxiety. Sometimes. Okay. A lot of times. I would say that probably seventy five to 95% of the American population has anxiety, and that then would include the therapist. Right, right. You know, I saw a therapist, the worst anxiety I've seen in a person, Mm -hmm. and she's specializing in anxiety. But this is what I'm saying. The blind leading the blind. Why are you working 30, 40 hours? Like, you should not be doing that. And why don't you, what about, what's the quest to get your anxiety cured? Why are you giving up? Because you're normalizing it. That's my book, Anxiety, Curing the New Normal. And that's exactly what's going on. You just say, okay, well, this is it. And so what am I going to do with you and your anxiety as my patient? I'm going to teach you to live with it. Right. That's like living with cancer and pregnancy without delivering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just, that just sounds crazy and pregnancy miserable. Pregnancy without no... delivering. Could you imagine the discomfort <laughs> and that shit? The I mean, I've never had a kid. For weeks, months, you're just like, I'm pregnant. I just, just got to learn to live with this person in my... What are you saying? Yes, yes. Manage. Just live with it forever. I mean, that's such a common thing, too. I mean, some, you know, sometimes I tell them, like, okay, you know, you realize, like, no, you don't. And they're like, What? I thought I was just, anyway, and we're talking about anxiety and depression, right? We're not talking about, you know, schizophrenia or anything like we're, this no, is specifically, yeah, specifically absolutely. we're absolutely. focusing here on anxiety, depression, so don't come for us. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just complacent, right? It's just willing, willingness to suffer because, you know, that is, um, that is New York, isn't it? In a nutshell. It's exhausting. Suffering equals reward. Suffering equals success. Actually, the reward means more. If you suffered for it, if you got it effortlessly, it's trash. (laughs) So common. We are so desperate to be seen that we can no longer see. Right. 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 We cannot see. With couples all the time. It's the same story. So like, so what's going on here? So why we have... Therapy everywhere, mental health this, self-help this, self-help. I mean, more than any time in history, the access to therapy or self-help is booming. But so the anxiety and depression should be going down, right? Right. Except that again, the blind Except. the blind are leading the blind <laughs> is the problem. So that's number one, right? But also we we just don't understand it accurately enough. 
So here's how I break it down in my practice, which I specialize in anxiety. And because I specialize in anxiety, I was forced to become an expert in depression, right. which was really a, an eye opener from somebody that had been in school for a hundred years and practicing for a hundred more. And all of a sudden to find out that what I didn't know about depression could fill an ocean. So that's the problem. I know some things, but what I didn't know. So I use a scale, right? So I don't know if I've ever shown this to you. Is it, yeah. So, mm-hmm. right, you know, yeah, like I use we've a shared. You know, this is a, a patient who told me that I could tell, say, a patient, she, I'm not using anybody's names, but this patient is responsible for my using this train, right? And it's really like oh, yes, to symbolize, yes. mm-hmm. right? It's to symbolize, you know, the trains here in New York City. So the train says that there are several stops on the train, but all of them are different. And that's what it looks like. Just because you are at a lower level of something doesn't mean that you don't have it. And you might be having, you, you might be triggered. Mm-hmm. And that's what that, that's what that word really means. You know, we, we think that being triggered means that, oh, in a moment something goes on with me. Oh, you know, that's very triggering. No, it's a sustainable thing. It's a long-term situation when you're triggered. For example, the pandemic. Right. So what happened? So on my scale, and my scale is backwards, Mm -hmm. 10 is terrible, Mm -hmm. right? I Mm -hmm. do it by like the more, the worse, the less, the better. So 10 is, oh my God, I could kill myself, Mm -hmm. right? And one is, oh, I'm good. You know, I have some issues. Maybe I'm a little mean. A little tired. Maybe I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little tired. Maybe I'm, I'm too... I have too much energy. I have, right, just a little bit, but there's all of that that's in between. Mm -hmm. So if New York, or I'm going to say the whole country, because I used to have a practice in Virginia, Mm. the whole country, both here and New York at the same time. Mm. So I split my my week, half the week I did in Virginia, half the week I did in in here in New York City. So if if the country was out of five, which is awful, I'm I'm concerned if my patient looks at the chart and says, I'm a three. I'm very concerned, right? I don't play. Because you could slide to a seven, right. anything could happen. So if we started at a five and the pandemic came, now we're at a seven. Mm-hmm. And how do you reset? That's the question. How do you re- reset a whole world, a, a, a whole country, a whole city? That's what this is about. People still don't even know what the problem is. We just still think that people are just weird or that the violence is out of control because of Can we please? guns, taxes, Biden. I don't know. That's just, it's just ignorant. That's a true crime, to be honest. I, every single time, and I do this consciously now, you know, when they talk about a mass shooter, um, this, uh, some mother went and drowned her baby uh, drown her kids in Brooklyn, all this, all that. I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, we're going to talk about mental health or what? We're talking about... And when? I'm waiting. When? And I'm waiting. Somebody's going to say something. I know it. Literally, it's like a footnote. Yeah, you know, they were hospitalized once. How about the nurse that that was hospitalized how many times that, you know, was fighting with her boyfriend, crashed and killed, you know? I mean, there's so many and it's constant and it's constant. And we're all like, oh, it's the drugs. Oh, you know, they're just crazy. Uh, oh, how about the subway? You can't even take the subway in New York and feel safe now because of all of this. And they're like, oh, you know, they're just, well, this is the homeless population's mental illness. Okay. Progressively getting because they worse. Weren't, they weren't a five. They weren't, vi- they weren't that violent. They, now they're violent. That's right. Because they've also been triggered. So Correct. If, if they were a seven right, and now they're a nine, and one of the things on a nine or a 10 listing is homicidal. So now you're homicidal because you've been so 
trigger? And how do you reset a schizophrenic that was already a five or a seven? Right. I mean, how do you just right reset him? He is so so it's a it's a very scary predicament to be in. Mm-hmm. And but we've got to learn the reset. The right. the, the therapist uh did I, I'm not sure they are not taking care of themselves. You have to really, really, that's number one, I think. When it comes to being a therapist, you have to find some real skills. Find it. You can find it. You know, people find us under layers. People have found me under layers. Oh, I've been looking for you, uh, Gina Heard, for months. I've called. I've asked uh, ask around. I've been searching. I've been, you are the answer to my, okay, good for you, right? You just refuse to take no for an answer. You refuse to just feel like, oh, I just have to sit on the sofa and talk and not have any real action, no progress. No, it's, get mm-hmm. some answers. We can do this. That's how I feel about it. Come on. That just because we're in this chair doesn't mean we get to be sick and hide behind a mask. Right. Exactly. Because that's an ego driven and there's a lot of, you know, ego driven situations, you know, in, in this field, which there should be no room for. Because at the end of the day, it's not about us at all. It's like, if we're not helping, if, if something's not working or changing, like for somebody else, then you're not doing something right. It doesn't matter that you have a a damn plaque on your wall. If your clients are not getting better or they're staying the same. And if you've never been in therapy. And if you've never been, I mean, that's the other part too. I'm so surprised when the therapist tells me they've never been in, I'm like, what? That's like that was like a requirement for mine. They're like, okay, all y'all need to be in therapy. Y'all need to do your family trees and all your trauma. We want trauma for the past three gen. And I was like, oh shit, like this is my my uh, at Fordham University. Mm-hmm. You know, fantastic institution. You know, they would say, okay, you can't expect to not go to therapy, can you? No, they're not trying to force you, right? <laughs> you can be a therapist who hasn't gone to therapy. Is that what? Is that the expectation level that you set for yourself? Is that your professionalism? Right. This is a professional school. Is that your... So you do what you want to, but we all went to therapy. Right. And, and look at... rocket science. And what look at that, that fucking... They look at that paradox there. It's like the therapist itself is like, well, I if if my client knows that I'm in therapy or I've been to therapy, now I'm less credible because we're supposed to be these like, but that's not, that has nothing to do with it. It actually, you know what I'm saying? Like, because of this stupid stigma thing. And then you're like, well, I'm in this position now. Is so that I what's out there? Is that what's going on? I mean, you know, yeah. I've been in therapy oh, when I was yeah. young for, you know, forever, <laughs> you know, because, no, you, because yeah. you need to be, right? Sometimes it takes, it takes that long to find the right therapist. It takes that time. You're, you're on your journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you have to you have to to stay with it. Yeah, but I have I have I mean that's that's the reason why you wouldn't take care of yourself because it looks a certain way. Yes, that's that's what that, that's, that's what I'm hearing. That's, that, that's, yep. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard. Listen, I've heard. I mean, even if I self disclose, like okay, like you know, we all like in times of it, we get a therapist and they're like, you you've had it. Th-. I'm like, um, uh, hello, yes. And they're like, oh, but if you're a therapist, like, why would you need a therapist? I'm like, okay, so see, you don't know. Well, I'm under- older than you. <laughs> I'm older than you. So it's been a while since I've been in therapy. Yeah. But I'm not afraid to go back. Okay. I'm not if afraid to go back. If you had to, you right. would. Absolutely. But that's the point. And it's like, I don't okay. know who I would be seeing because it's only me and you. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be seeing. Listen, that's why we have our little dinner dates. You know, that's our little therapy hour most of the time. But um, yeah. And, and for me, I'm just like, wait a second. So. So what do you know about how the brain works? Like, how could I, from like a clouded space, see my own pro? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It doesn't matter yeah. how much I know. And I have to say that, 
you know, I have looked for therapists for some patients mm-hmm. and some people in my personal life, and they are out there. For I sure. This. And now, better than ever, because you're on Zoom, you can see a therapist in California, Texas, right? You're going to see, you know, you're going to find. If you're looking, you're, you're going to find. But you really, really do have to look. And it right. is, you know, it is quite a journey to find that. Which so, is a shame. You know, in my book, mm-hmm. I give examples of therapists that have crossed my path that have terrible anxiety. But the book is about curing anxiety. It really mm-hmm. is. It, it gives my whole entire system about what you need to do to basically unbrainwash yourself. The bottom line is that anxiety equals control, that need to control things. Yep. Right? So you see that in parenting you see that in relationships. That's how I started it. Right. I started it because I remember I, ha- I was in Virginia and a couple came in and he pulled out his phone and he told me that he was divorcing her because she didn't return his phone calls in the middle of the day. And I said, but she's working. Aren't you <laughs> supposed to be working too? It's the middle of the day. Oh, you're trying to tell me that she can't pick up the phone and call her husband? I said, well... If she just saw you in the morning, in the evening, he was furious at me mm-hmm. that I would even suggest that. And at that point, I said, wait a second, you're just not even thinking clearly at all that you just w- would say that. And that was about that control. So that's when I really, really started really saying, okay, I'm not doing this anymore until I figure this out. It's funny because you, we, t- that little, you know, um, the the fact that anxiety was always going to equal control which is always going to equal fear, which yes. is always going to equal negative thinking. And that that part about when we reduce the anxiety, that the depression allows itself to, to show. It's yes. not that it's not there. It's that now it starts to show so much. I, I actually use it as a disclaimer before, right? As I'm working with them I and I see them starting to get better. Always happens. Disclaimer. And it always always happens literally like clockwork to a point where they're even like and i remind them i said please like let's think about let's go back to the treatment plan we said by this session etc if their anxiety is reducing it's gonna feel like your fault but it's not that's your depression kind of and that's the work that's the the yes. healing part yes and anxiety is in the damn way that's the easy part right but it's hard to deal with now that i do know right, right. for people that's you know depression is ugly right it's mean they'd rather be it's, anxious than depressed you know and i hear that right right i hear that you know until you you know give them a couple of saint john's wort you know mm-hmm. or a little a world butrin or something right or episode three yes and <laughs> you know the, the whole self-care thing you know it's very real you you, you got to do all that to, to get rid of that and you can again but yeah so so because I always say, and I and I love that that it it's depression is the wood to the fire of anxiety. Correct. So that fire can go out, but if you keep putting a little kindling on it, you know, a little moss on it, whatever, it'll ignite again. So you got to get rid of the depression. Right. That's really that's what it was all about all the time, and that's where we are. We are a depressed country, and depressed. Forget about inflation, money. That has nothing to do with it. If we can get a reset mm-hmm. on our Mental health, we can do anything. And this yep. gen and the 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 uh, Gen X's, Gen Z's, Gen Z's. You are. I think you're Gen. Wait, hold on. I'm an elder millennial, as I said earlier, that you LOL'd. That's the thing. I said that too the other day. I was like, I'm an elder millennial. They're like, what the hell is that? I'm like, that means we're the old 
cool kids, you know? <laughs> right, the old, that have been here before. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, you, you hear me, I'm stumbling on all, the whole thing here. <laughs> Although I like that a lot, though. I love that elder millennial thing. Elder yeah, millennial. It's different. We're different than the, than the, but anyways, yes, absolutely. So they could really rule the world if they can get it together. You said that, I remember. The last podcast, um, the the buried podcast files <laughs> <laughs> the dark the dark <laughs> dreaded we yeah. been, we uh, uh, what we're talking about is that we did an original yes. podcast not this is our second one we're, yes. but it's technically our third one uh, which you can find if you mm-hmm. really really look again if you're looking if you really you really can need find to it <laughs> buried somewhere um, yeah you said that on on that last podcast it was like you know if they could get rid of their anxiety they could rule the world oh man. It's, it's a, and it's so damn true. Because they're so fantastic when they come into me and they have this anxiety and they're not making any sense at all. It almost just burns my eyes and my ears to just hear them say the, the re- most ridiculous things. Yep. And then when they're not, they're just like, oh, I'm going to do stocks. I'm going to start my yes. own business. But, you know, Gina, mm-hmm. here's what I did. I did, you know, I did this. I got this money. I got this going. I got this relationship. I'm, you know, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. And I'm thinking, wow, we, you know, if you, without anxiety... Of course you're good. And, and that's holding you back. And that's why, you know, the gen definitely the Gen Z's, their their bloodline has been waiting for them. Because I mean, they're coming through an intergenerational bloodline, a trauma. I mean, and that's why I always say like people are always like, Oh, you know, what are we just gonna blame our parents? Yeah, you blame your parents. And then if I was if your if your parent was my client, then we could blame their parents. And then if your grandparent was my client, then we could blame I mean, it just keeps going. Right. And it has to stop but you do somewhere. Have to, it does, but you do have to, uh, you do have to blame the parents because most of them are an absolute mess Accountable, and a wreck for sure. Only, only long enough right. to say I don't need you, right? Or I don't rely I don't, on I don't you need, for external. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't need a mommy and I don't need a daddy because you don't. Right. Okay. Now we're right. not talking about a sixteen-year-old. We're talking about a twenty-two-year-old. Mm-hmm. You don't. Right. Now that's fact. Right. And so you can That's going to be controversial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, please. I can't wait to talk to you about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bring it in. Let's hear the letters. Let's hear the we comments. We also have a se- with segments of, damn, Gina. That's going to be... <laughs> you know, grow up. Yeah. Right? Let's grow up. It'll be okay. Yeah. All right? You'll be okay. You'll be happier. You'll be better. The planet will be better. It'll all work out. Yeah. But that's it. So, mm-hmm. of course, the parents gave you anxiety. That's rule number one. Yeah. That... You know, I remember... I don't know if you know... know um. And of course, I'm not going to name her, but she was at our, how we met, right? And the first uh, therapist meeting that we Mm -hmm. went to. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, well, how about you confront, you know, the parents? How about that? How about you confront them? If you're sitting there with a kid, whatever, and something's wrong with the kid, and you know, there's nothing wrong with this kid. There's everything wrong with your parenting. Why don't you? And she says, well, I don't want to alienate them and I don't want to lose them. Why? For your finances? Why do you need to be liked? Right. There, there's your anxiety. Why do you need to be like, you, you, you're here to do something. You're here to be successful for them, not yourself. Right. Yeah. Right. What are you afraid of? That you're not going to get paid? Right. That's the weird thing. I mean, this job is nothing but service. Right. Nothing but, I mean, this is a service job, period. And that's rather spiritual, isn't it? When you say that, right? Like, I, I mean, that's service. how I've always felt. I'm in service. A patient said to me, you give great customer service. And you know, that's kind of... I was like, I'm a, I'm a great customer service. <laughs> I was like, okay. But when you say you're in service, that's like a rather spiritual thing, right? Like I'm mm-hmm. in service mm-hmm. of you. And yeah. I like that a lot. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's true. how I feel. I mean, that's why... And whatever that means. 
I mean, if my honesty... I'm not here to, to, to have you, you know, just, you know, not doing things that don't make any sense, but I am in service of you to get you to that place. Right, right. And, you know, obviously you can... I think that the people that don't take to us are the ones that don't aren't ready to be told the truth. And, and quite frankly, you know, like I said, because there are limited hours a week that a therapist who's not willing to burn out has... I mean, that just, it's like, okay, well, you need some more time because I always tell people, you know, you're going to keep doing what you're doing until you don't, right? Preach. On your own, Preach. on your own, period. People go, I don't know how long is this going to, I was like, you're going to keep doing this shit until you don't. And that's always going to be the answer. So they might, but they always come back, right? One month, two months later, they're like, mm, I don't know that, that shit you said. I'm like, it's okay. You know, that's your, that was your timing. They do come back, don't they? They do come back. They do, they they do, do come they back. Do. Or, and, and we sometimes love they go still. somewhere else. We, of we love them still. They're come, they can come back, yeah. Sometimes they go somewhere else and I encourage that. I'm like, yes, go. And that's part of that service thing. You know, right. like I'm not upset with you that no. you feel like, right, that this can't work or whatever. It's okay. It'll be all right. Trust me. Even if I'm like... Even if I know what I can do for you and you feel some type of way, I mean, that means I'm automatically not of service to you. Yes. It doesn't really matter, you know, and that's what, that's why I say this is a, this and is I a can't service. convince you. No. Right. Because the work is too intense for us, for you and I, you know, it's service to be received. It's, it's a, to be received. You can't like, sir, you know, I mean, if it's not there, it's not there. That's why it boggles my mind. The whole, I've been seeing this therapist for one year, two years, but I haven't been happy with them since when? Uh, I don't know, after the third month. I'm like, holy shit. You've been, you've been showing up for two years? All that time, all that money, all that effort. I mean, right? All that effort. Right. So anyways, yeah, back to the anxiety thing. I mean, which is, that's also, that's anxiety right there, right? Yes. You know, it's in everything. It's every, in every single thing that we do. Decision everything. making, everything. relationship issues, health anxiety. Oh, that's not, I mean, there's so many branches. I, I mean, that we will need a whole series on anxiety, all the different types, what to do. I mean, I that's why I love, I comment on your system because it really simplifies it for them. I'm like, because I focus a lot on surrender being kind of like the antithesis of control, isn't it? Right. Yes. Like, so if you can achieve surrender, whether it's surrender. Well, because the ultimate control mm -hmm. is not having control. You know, when you don't, when you don't care, I'm in total control. Like, well, I mean, it's like what we're saying about, right. you know, if this is not going to work for you. Like, trust me, I'm not, I'm not that invested in something that's not going to work for you. Right. So you can come back. Mm -hmm. And so there it is. Like, you know, I'm, 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 there's the power, right? right? There's power in letting the the universe right. and, and you know we're not do, we don't do rocks and crystals but <laughs> right there's, there's there's power and just you know respecting nature and saying you know go ahead you know do your thing come back you know see me it'll be it'll be okay yeah. and I tell all my patients too you know you can always come back to me and that's also part of that right no matter if we end well if we don't if you finish and you feel like you need to to talk like you know during the pandemic my patients I would say seventy five percent of them called me. And and I, I was thinking, oh no, this is this can't be happening. Like, mm. what is what? My whole system didn't work. Right. I was thinking all of this, and then when I would speak to them, so I put them in a book that I already had twenty five people. Now I got forty. Right. And I'm thinking, I'm just going to see them. I don't know that I could take you all back. And they said, Oh, Gina, you know what? We just wanted. To, I wanted to check in on you, just seeing how you're doing. I just want to just like run by the weirdness of where we are. In the world, I just wanted to hear and have a conversation with somebody that I know 
can speak my language. I said, certainly. I said, no, we can't keep doing this for one fifty a pop, but <laughs> I can hear you today. Right. I listen right. to you one time today. Well, let's, let's hear it. Let's talk about it. That's where we really found ourselves. Right. And to think that something so profound as a pandemic now has no ramif- no long-term ramifications. Again, it's just part of our, our want to just, you know. So here's the definition of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And maybe we're saying this so late in this conversation, but I'm going to say it. It's okay. We go, it's, it's a full circle situation. <laughs> the definition is that when the parent does not want to be, have any feeling that is uncomfortable. Preach. The parent does not want to have it. So the kid can't cry. Oh, you can't cry because then that makes me cry. Uh, or it makes, I can't hear your voice. It make my ears hurt. You're making me nervous. I can't, don't cry. Or you can't go outside, you can't ride your bike, you can't take a trip, you can't go out with your friends because then I'm nervous something's going to happen to you. And I don't like to be nervous, right? You know, you can't be upset, you can't be mad at me or nothing because then I get mad and I don't like to be mad. So if you're not understanding this, you better get the fact that it's all about me and I need to be comfortable. And so if I'm comfortable, then I'll tell you when you're supposed to be comfortable. So now... This is what we have done as a, as a world. I don't want to hear anything you have to say that's controversial that I might even agree with. We used to listen to each other before we said, I don't want to hear you. I don't want to talk to you. And I'm going to just block you. I don't want to hear you. Now, if I think in my mind, which by the way, has backwards depression, it's all coming in negative. If I think that you're going to say something negative to me, I'm blocking, deleting, and never <laughs> speaking to you again. That's where we are. So guess what? No conversations are happening. And I use it frequently when trying to, you know, when working with people and they're kind of going back and, and, you know, they have this shame and this frustration. It's really just like this frustration of not being able to express what they're feeling and how someone is making them feel in the moment. I mean, that is the damn problem. And I'm like, well, you know, nobody really talked to you. Yeah. And and worse, yeah. If somebody said, don't you dare even go there. Don't right. you even think about having a, a, a voice, a comment. You better shut the hell up and mm-hmm. sit down. Mm-hmm. Right. Because again, you are making me feel uncomfortable. So you don't get to say anything at all. I mean, what is that? What are you then you're raising a whole. First of all, I'm not going to get to know you. If you don't disagree, you and I have we as much as we agree, we also disagree. Right. right. Just with it. And I have to hear you. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to hear her about this podcast even. Oh, my God, I got to hear what she got to say. What is it? Athena, come on, please. All right. I hear you. I got you. Now, what about this? What about this? So now, guess what? Forget about the podcast. Forget about all of those conversations. That whole journey was about learning who we each are. Mm-hmm. And when you learn who I am, that makes us closer by default. Right. So now I know exactly. And it's a power play. Mm. And this is what the young people don't understand, right? The, the Xers, the Gen Zs, the millennials don't understand that I can figure out how you think so I can better get my needs met based on the fact that I know you. Right. I know what you're thinking because you just told me. Instead of guessing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's almost as if like, you know, the people that are also that those children are, you know, that are also uncomfortable being uncomfortable. Those are the ones that grow up, I think, and tend to stay just very anxious, even panic disorder, even because obviously it's elevated through the generation. But the ones that are almost comfortable being uncomfortable 
those are the ones that end up just kind of manifesting that depression, right? Like they have this well, tolerance because, for anxiety. Because that they were just, beat down. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you went to a therapist who had anxiety, right, who said, you know, it's fine. Everybody has it. It's natural. It's normal. You learn to live with it. It's part of you. It's you. It's part of you. <laughs> it's okay. We'll, say, we'll do this. You'll be anxious for the rest of your miserable life. Right. That sounds, you know, very inviting. <laughs> and then, you know, that sounds familiar because mom said the same thing. Right. right. Mom said, no, no, no. You're only going to feel what I feel. And I'm going to tell you how to feel. And I'm going to tell you how to think. And that's how it's going to go down. So it all starts to sound very familiar. And then you just say, oh, yeah, this is what it is. And a lot of people actually have found, and I bet you anything, there's listeners that were like, wow, that, but that actually helped me. Right. That actually made me feel better that I knew it's just something I have to deal with for the rest of my life. So what do we say to mm. them? I say, hell no. No. That makes no damn sense. <laughs> That's what I say. That's a hell no. I mean, because I've heard they're like, you know, when I found out that it, I am, I have anxiety. And I say, I okay, so you know what I say to that? I say, you know, how about this? How about we just try you not having it? Let's do that. Let's see. What you prefer. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I, get, I have to have this conversation every day, right? That's what I do. I'll, all I do is anxiety. So I got to have these conversations with people. And they're like, no, you know, it's okay. And I say, okay, so you know what? Let's just do a little experiment. Mm -hmm. So let's just do this for two, three months, mm -hmm. two, three months. And then let's assess how you feel. And at the end of it, if you start to feel a certain way, this is also my conversation for meds and vitamins. I'm like, you know what? Well, stop taking it. What the hell? You know, I'm not married to anything. If it works, then goddamn it, it works. If the shit don't work, it don't work. Yeah, that's How it. about that? Then we can stop doing it. But guess what? It works. So at the end of it, then you're like, oh, wow. You Why know? would I want to live the and other you know, way? But listen, by the that time that happens, so many things in life have opened up when you don't have anxiety. You that the last time. thing, yeah, you're not interested. I'm not interested in revisiting what we talked about, <laughs> about when I was that, uh, come on. I don't even know that person. That's what they say. I don't even right. know who that person is anymore. And, you know, that's the blessing, right? I always say, like, at the end of the day, you know, we'll never forget where we were, but we can distance ourselves from them, yes. you know, and to distance yourself, you know, through kind of repetitive, positive experiences, healthy thought patterns, manifesting you retrain shit you... the brain correct the younger you are the easier it is to retrain that brain mm -hmm. you know you 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 forget it i have a i had a patient i'm i work with her when she was 15 she was sneaking into therapy and oh my we, god we, i know you told me she was sneaking around trying was, to get to the therapist not to her man's house but to the therapist <laughs> I, I, I don't i don't know if i put that in my book or not but I really it was should, in the, the buried podcast files <laughs> <laughs> that's why i heard that so so she uh she calls me every now and then. Of course, she called me in a pandemic. And of course, she's great. But one time we did a group during the pandemic and she showed up and she said, well, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Like a lot of stuff that Gina told me, I just don't remember. All I know is I just don't have anxiety. And I do know that I had it really bad. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time. That's a beautiful thing about youth that you can, the mind is so powerful. Yes that you can retrain it. And she's like, I'm going to just be honest. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? That's perfectly fine. You can't relate to it. And why should you move on? Let's think move about on. some other things. You got so many other things to do. Right. That's fantastic. It's like when you finally realize you don't control everything and you're okay with that, because yes. that's the real cure of anxiety. It's not that you're not going to run into shit you can't control. And honestly, I will say that 
a lot of this is societal doing. I mean, the fact that I can watch what's his name on his bicycle riding to me to bring me my damn pizza. I'm like, I don't need to know every damn block you're fucking on till you get here. Yes. Because there was a time and place where we didn't even have that and we all were living in shit. And it was okay. And, and it we was all, okay. We it. Right, right. Well, because that's what happens if you keep normalizing it, then you put it into all aspects of your life. It right. starts to manifest. It doesn't It doesn't make Because we right. create those things, don't we? Yeah. These people are in these labs. They're like, hmm, how can I give more control? How can I ease people's anxieties? They're actually like, almost like they're feeding off of the thing. Citizen app. Why the hell? I need to know every damn negative, thing. Negative, negative, negative. Everything. And put, every, that in, and put that into your mind. They're validating this need for constant safety because they're constantly in danger, right? Because of their anxiety. But here's the thing. If you raise a child, and mm -hmm. I would, I'm in a position to know, yes, if I mean, you raise a child that doesn't have access to that because there are other things going on in the world that you bring to their attention, that they're focused on and that they're doing, it's not, it doesn't have to be part of your world. It's only when you start out having anxiety that then you, you gravitate to the negative. You gravitate to all of those things. So then it becomes more, it just is increasing and validating your already existing anxiety. It's not creating your anxiety. No, and people are... And people are. Banking I had, off I of had it. all those apps, TikTok. You know, I did that. I try. You know, whatever. I, 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 who has time for that? Right. I have other things. I'm getting into the world. I'm trying to save the world. So who has time for that? But if that's your your acclimation, mm -hmm. that's how you were raised, right? I see the babies in the strollers. You know, with right. the the iPods, mm -hmm. not looking at the trees, right? right? Not talking to mommy. You know, the baby has you know the iPad. My issue is that I. When I see the the kids on the iPads and everything, because in my family sessions, I can't tell you that the number one defense of I felt emotionally neglected, I felt like you couldn't hear me, I felt like you didn't validate what I felt was, but I gave you this and I gave you that and you went to this school and you got this. How can you say, because I didn't financially neglect you. I didn't, you can't say I did. That's all I, That's all we know. That's all we, right. Because, you know, their parent was all about, they were neglected maybe for basic things. I mean, I don't know. It depends, right? Emotion and all these Where's things. Where's the balance? There is none, Where's girl? the balance? It's all that external stuff too, you know, it's stuff, like stuff, shame. stuff that's going to make you happy and, and never does. Yeah. But that's funny because I can have one person who makes tons of money. That money is not even, you know, a topic of discussion in their therapy, sit in the same damn chair as somebody who's on Medicaid, right? And they're having, so, you know, it really doesn't, mental health does not discriminate. Okay, parenting and what you have and everything has nothing to do nothing with who to do you with are, it. right? It has nothing to do Your with... Your soul right. cannot be purchased. Period. Anywhere you see control, you don't feel safe because you're trying to you're trying to create a certain outcome. Most of the time it's negative, right? Like you said, if you have anxiety. That's just what it is. Constant. Yeah. Every time, you know, a, a, a negative and a negative are never going to equal a positive. If you come at a situation from a negative point of view, that's what you're going to get. If you're talking to somebody and you're being negative and you, you got to be honest, don't lie to yourself and think that, oh, I'm being positive. No, if in your heart of hearts, in your mind, in your body, in your soul, if you're coming at anything, your children, your partner in a negative way, that's what you're going to get. Period. It's not that, it's not that hard to figure out. You're, that's what you're going to get. And that's, un, that's unnecessary because if you're trying to be successful, then you want to have that positive outcome. So you're going to have to come from a positive place. And if you can't do that by yourself, 
it's not somebody else's responsibility. Yeah. Right? I think, maybe maybe mm-hmm. your therapist, but it, but it's certainly not your partner's. I think we really emphasize the simplicity of a very complex topic. Okay, because we can understand the complexities, but at the end of the day, it's our responsibility to to deliver that information in a way that you understand. Or and what's we, the point? Right. Yeah. Or what's the point? I feel that a lot of even if they clinically understand, okay, this is anxiety. I don't. I don't think that we do a you know a good not we, but just the industry really kind of delivers it in a way that's like, look, this is what it is. This is what you're going to do if you repeat this. Like you repeated all the other shit that got you here, you. But like you know, if something is learned, then it can be unlearned, that's right? right? Yep. So, so that's great. You know, I think it, I think people shouldn't feel. Maybe they feel that if if I if this is not something I just have to live with, then now I'm accountable, and maybe they don't want that. Maybe that's too hard because that's a depression, right? That's a depression saying, "Well, I right. deserve to suffer. Nothing goes good for me." Now, we're going to, of course, take questions on this oh. and comments. And y'all y'all so, are going to have a lot. So find us so that we can follow up again, because we the anxiety thing is huge, and there's no way we could cover really some other things that you can do and that you need to do when you have anxiety. So we'll do that in our part two on yes. anxiety. And then we'll also do two parts on depression. Oof. And get some questions, get some, some answers, get some people ta- talking to us comments so we'll get to all of them so yeah. we, we even the we hate mail that. we like the hate mail <laughs> how What's dare the you negative? say how dare you blah, blah, blah. listen listen all feedback is good feedback at the end that's of the day true. that's very true we'll, we'll, we'll take it all you're gonna have to probably listen to us if you <laughs> if you have never heard us before and you're tuning in for the first time yeah. probably gonna have to listen to us a couple times to before really, but hopefully we've given you some understanding of anxiety because mm-hmm. that's really you know it's 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 very serious and it's not getting any better and that's what we're seeing let's be perfectly clear yeah it's not that people are are you know somehow all the bad people are around us no we've all been triggered right and that's why you know this is definitely a two-part series. All right. So thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. Ciao. Thank you for listening to City Shrinks. Stay tuned for future episodes where we answer your questions, hear your challenges, and hold everybody accountable. Be sure to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at City Shrinks.